0: Everybody welcome back inside the Woody Hayes Athletic Center for another practice report presented by Byers Auto That's the 40-year vet Tim May. That's Andy Baxter. I'm Spencer Holbrook. Fellas, let's get into it. Uh, I was planning on talking in this video a lot about the Ohio State defense and Then we come out here and we really didn't talk to many defenders We talked to Polly Neoteote for I think a good three minutes uh, Then a little bit to Ronnie Hickman Not really much to report on the defense, and the defense kind of, after further review, kind of played well on Saturday. So not a lot defensively to talk about, but there's still some takeaways after hearing from some Buckeyes. Tim, biggest takeaway after hearing from them inside the Woody Hayes Athletic Center on Wednesday?
1: That C.J. Stroud understands the impact he had by running the ball. I think it was obvious to him probably on Saturday, but even more so, like I pointed out to him, the odds makers suddenly, he's back leading at least the odds maker list. for the Heisman Trophy race uh, over Hendon Hooker at this point. Now those are odds makers. Those aren't voters in the Heisman like, like I do. I vote in the Heisman. I've got to keep that ballot a secret. You know, you're supposed to. But then I saw some experts who didn't even, one expert didn't even have him in his top five uh, this week. And I'm just going, what in the hell? Uh, that was my exact quote to myself. You know, like Ryan Day had those voices going on in his head. I yeah. had voices going on in my head all the time. And uh, But uh, that he understands the impact that had. And uh, and moving forward what it can mean for this offense from the standpoint of uh, Hey, you better keep in mind this quarterback can run along with mine Williams or if he shows up this week Travion Henderson, yep, uh, or Dallin Hayden uh, I think it bodes well for this team getting his it's, its uh, running game going the way everybody wants it to like I pointed out in the Previous video people said they couldn't run the ball on Saturday. I go if they couldn't run the ball, they wouldn't have run the, won the game. They ran for over 200 yards. I keep reiterating that. Uh, they didn't run as expertly as you'd like them. But like you pointed out the other day. five the Yeah, they're more than five yards. Exactly. Uh, more than five yards a, a carry. That's running the ball pretty well on any, you know, because you always have big plays involved and plays where you get stoned because the other team practices too. But it's really funny. We got to talk to Ronnie Hickman, like you said, and their big deal emphasis week this week was third and one or – Fourth and one, or you know, third and short. Yep. So for the offense,
2: it
1: was third and short. I mean, getting that one yard and stuff, there must have been some
0: hellacious scrimmaging going on here the last two days. That Which brings me to that, Andy, it's a game of inches. Uh, that's not a secret, it's pretty cliche. It's kind of dumb to say sometimes, but when you look at this Northwestern game, if, if you're talking about the inches that were involved, Ohio State failed on third and one, failed on fourth and one, probably could have scored on that drive. They were moving the ball uh, before that point. Uh, you know, Northwestern picked up a couple first downs on plays that they probably shouldn't have. If Ohio State was was gap sound or better in third and fourth and short, this game could have gotten out of hand. Even with you know Ohio State not playing very well, that that's that can win or lose you some games here down the stretch when you get against better teams that
2: aren't one and eight and zero and eight on American soil. Yeah, we talked to Center Luke Whipple, and he was talking about how third down is the money down you know that's honestly a a down that they emphasized today in practice Tim was alluding to it they had three separate short yardage situations periods in practice today so that's definitely that's being emphasized you know that's that's a big thing this week for both the offense and the defense but more specifically the offense because they want to get more of that push um and convert on those third short third and shorts especially running the ball so that's something that he talked about but he's confident in that group and he's been one of their best run blockers this year at center. Um, I know some of those interior guard positions are more of the focus right now, but yeah, it certainly want to get better in those short yardage situations um, and just you know really play well offensively. Get back on track against Indiana. They have an opportunity. It will be a little bit colder, but they're not going to face the same kind of wind. It's a chance to score a lot of points and, and get people feeling right about this offense. Let me this ask is
1: your question, though. It's really funny because you practice, you practice, you practice. Like you got to fix that, right? But really, in reality, you don't ever want to face third and one, you know? Yeah. I mean, this team is this team is through the last many years has had so many drives that didn't have third downs in them. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, but better
2: third and one than third and seven. Oh, yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. It's 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 really funny what you you practice so hard for something you hope you never even have to do. You know, it's it's kind of like when Woody Hayes and them, they, you know, Cornelius Green, they used to throw the ball all over the place in practices and throw like seven passes on Saturday. You know, so go ahead, I'm sorry.
0: All of this, both sides of the ball, ties into what I wrote about at lettermanroad.com earlier on Wednesday, It's toughness. If you want that yard against Northwestern, you're gonna need that yard against Michigan. You're gonna need that yard even against Indiana or, or a team in the Big Ten Championship game in the college football playoff. That's about toughness, that's an attitude thing. We talked about attitude a little bit. Uh, you know, one of us, I can't remember who, you know, I did. now that there are three of us, talking about attitude. you know. It, it's an attitude thing. It's a toughness thing. Are the Buckeyes tough enough? Ryan Day was asked that. These guys weren't asked that, but I, I think I'd know the answer if they were. Um, they do think they're tough enough. They need to prove it again, uh, you know, every week, as Ryan Day said. But that's that's an emphasis. You can tell Ronnie Hickman, uh, you know, wasn't completely satisfied with the way the defense played. You you definitely know the offense wasn't satisfied with the way it played on Saturday, despite all those windy conditions. And so, I ju- I just think this is a toughness thing, and this is a tough group. I'm not doubting whether it is. Uh, but I think that every week is kind of a clean slate on toughness, and you got to be able to show it every Saturday.
1: Yeah, you know, and uh, like Ryan Day said the other day, though, see, the difference between football and rugby, for example, when they get into the scrum, Yeah. you are required to get into the scrum and, get you know, go against each other. But football's not like that. Football's about guys, he's lined up in front of you, and suddenly he's shooting, he's running up in front of the right guard, and suddenly he's shooting into the center or shooting into that gap. I mean, he's trying to get across the line of scrimmage, not just you and him line up and I'm the toughest man wins. It's more you've got to be as technically sound as you are tough sound. And that's where I think they've fallen short a few times this year when you just go back and watch the way the offensive line plays. Pass pro, pass pro, I don't think there's a team better than Ohio State in, this, in the country right now, in the college ranks. <laughs> uh, but running-wise, running-wise, it's all about technique and stuff, too. You've got to beat the guy to, to where he's going because you never know where that defender's really going. Yeah. And and one guy, one defender can can make penetration and either make a play or force a play out or force a play not to go where, he, where it's intended, and that screws up the whole uh, ball of wax. That's where this team is, in my opinion, in a lot of situations, it been, has been lax. That's what they're working on this week is just the ability of – firing out but reacting also to what the defense is doing and that's tough man if you haven't noticed like kind of like hitting a fly you know
0: if you haven't noticed these are very very little things you know the the difference they add up and and they do add up (laughs) but what i'm saying is the margin for error for the the, the, mar, the margin for error for this team right now is very large because of the opponents. Northwestern, it was massive. I mean, I, the mar, there were so many errors in that game and almost a comedy of errors and yeah. they still were able to win by double digits on the road in bad environment. Uh, against Indiana, the margins are pretty wide, but that doesn't mean that you can go out there and and you know, miss blocks and and drop passes and and let up a first quarter touchdown that gives momentum to the to an overmatched opponent that doesn't need momentum. Correct. You know, these are all things that, yes, very little things that, that don't need to add up for a team that has the talent level of Ohio State. And, you know, I'm not saying anything new, but these little things have added up. They added up against Penn State until the second half when you started to, to see them pull away. They added up against Northwestern. I think they got kind of lucky that they were playing Northwestern the way they played on Saturday. You know, th- th- those little things, that's what, that's what needs corrected this week against
2: Indiana. I think in this kind of game you're Ohio State, you want to win the coin toss, you want to take that ball first and score a touchdown and set the tone and just kind of put that last game in the rearview mirror because that yeah. says a lot about, you know, you talk about getting out on the right foot and then just getting that offense back on track because, yeah, I mean, style points don't matter all that much in terms of win losses, but they do matter and what the committee's looking at. And yes, OK, they took in consideration the weather this week, but they won't. Really, way, you know, if Ohio State loses or beats Indiana by only a couple touchdowns or something like that, they're not going to see that in the same way. Something light. is wrong. Yeah, they're not yeah. going to give them the same pass of being, oh, there was weather, oh, whatever. And it's, Ohio State's honestly fortunate that three teams in the top 10 lost. It's not like that happens every True. single week. So, yeah, style points don't matter in terms of staying undefeated, but they do matter in what the committee's seeing. And at this point in the season, that really does matter. So, I think you got to start fast and you got to score a lot of points just to get right.
1: Yeah, like I said yesterday. This team looked a lot different at 3.30 last Saturday than it did at 12.30 the next morning from the standpoint of what happened after Ohio State played. The, the I don't know if upsets are the right word, but just what happened in the college landscape. And you're right, but those are the days. You, you still go back to this one tenet, and even C.J. Stroud was talking about this tonight. you got to win the game. Worry about the reviews later, you know. Win the game, and and then move on and fix what you can fix. And and the thing about it is, you know, you go back. This was weird. You go back. You're never gonna. They're never. They're, these guys may never ever play at a 30 to 50 mile an hour wind again. No. So there are certain things you take from that game, and certain things you don't even worry about. But like you, like we were just talking about, Andy and and you, uh, Spencer. The tenets of lining up and knocking a team backwards. On third and one, never changes. I don't care how bad the wind's blowing. It's about toughness, and that's what you're talking. Yeah, it's about toughness, but it's also about technique. There's all kinds of stuff involved, and uh, and we all know what's coming in three weeks, and they've got they know they've got to get that straight.
0: Seventeen days, folks. Both,
1: both offensively and defensively.
0: Seventeen days, sixteen maybe. If you're watching this, maybe even fifteen. If you're enjoying this on Friday, uh, Ohio State versus Michigan. But we're still talking about Ohio State versus Indiana, I guess. We should. Uh, Noon on Fox in, in the Horseshoe, 3-win uh, Indiana, 9-win uh, Ohio State. Should be a, a decent time. Uh, it's going to be cold, cold fellas. I don't know, like you said, Andy, the wind's not going to be there, but it is going to be very cold. Well, there's going to be a 10, well, forecast I
1: saw was like 10 to 15-mile-an-hour wind. Oh, that'll
0: feel like a— With it
1: being 40 or 41 degrees, that's that's going to be chilly.
0: That'll feel like a, a nice summer breeze compared to what they dealt with on Saturday and at Northwestern. We'll be there. Tim Mayo, the 40-year vet, he'll be there.
1: tripod, by the way?
0: <laughs> Not yet. Andy Backstrom. He'll be there. I'll be there. Uh, Matt Parker behind the camera. He'll be behind the camera on the field in the horseshoe for Ohio State and Indiana at noon on Fox on Saturday. Uh, full coverage of that at Letterman Row as we do cover the Buckeyes all year long. Make sure you go to LettermanRow.com. You can get full coverage of Ohio State football, basketball, recruiting. At $1 for an entire year. Hell of a deal, fellas, if mm. I do say so myself. Uh, but from, for Tim... Andy from the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. I'm Spencer. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the Practice Report presented by Buyers Auto.